episode of A Pastor and His People. Uh, we haven't had one for a while, but today I'm excited and uh, looking forward to talking to uh, Miss Addie. Addie, why don't you first start by properly pronouncing your last name so people can get it right. <laughs> My last name is Mushaf, like a cow. Okay. Wait, mushroom. That was a wrong <laughs> like word. A mushroom. Okay, so <laughs> Not Addie, like a cow. Addie Mushaf. Mushaf. Mushroom Mushaf. Okay, we got that. Good. Um, well, uh, well, we're, we're, the idea of this podcast is really just uh, designed to help us get to know our membership and uh, grow uh, in Christ by listening to the testimonies and how God has worked in um, our lives individually. So, Addy, first, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself to us, where you're from, you have any brothers and sisters, and what brought you to Rock Hill? Yeah, so I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, but I was born in Ohio, and so is the rest of my family. But I moved to Charleston when I was about two. I have an older brother um, who is 27, and I have his name's Andrew, and a sister who's 24, and her name's Ellie Lai. Uh, and what are you studying at Winthrop? And I'm studying psychology at Winthrop. Psychology. Why did you get into psychology? Um, I fell in love with the idea of psychology and Winthrop in like the seventh grade, and I just really loved the idea of being able to help people. Um, and kind of help them to understand, like, the struggles of life and help them, like, work through stuff. I thought that was really cool. Wonderful. Well, now, tell us your journey of faith. How did you uh, become a Christian? So I grew up, um, both of my parents are Christians, so I grew up in a church that preached the gospel. And I can't even remember being, like, three years old and understanding that I needed to have, like, a relationship with um, with the Lord, with Jesus. And I don't remember the exact time that I like repented and turned from sin, but I know that I was pretty young. Um, and so I grew up like in the church, like that was just the normal. My parents were really involved when I was little. Um, and so that was kind of like my home. Well, good. Was there, was there a time in your life that you kind of felt like, okay, I'm, I made this my own, right? And I'm, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus uh, rather than just have it be my parents' faith. So in the, around the fifth grade, I went to a summer camp and, um, and that was kind of when I really realized that, um, like, kind of started to really understand what I believed in. Um, and I started reading my Bible and, like, just really kind of um, really loving the Lord a lot for myself. But that kind of um, became harder in middle school. Um, I still really loved God, but I kind of had, like, this internal battle um, of loving God, but not feeling like he could love me in that way. And so that was like a really hard time in life. Now, middle school in general is just kind of a hard time for, for lots of folks. I remember my middle school years and they weren't all glorious. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how was your middle school years? Um, they were really hard. I, in seventh grade, I fell into a group of friends that were all really, really hurting and really struggling with different things. And in church, I'd always learned that you needed to put other people before yourself and, like, you needed to love people. And so I tried to um, be the best friend I could. I tried to love my friends, support my friends, help them on the bad days. Um, but it never – I really felt, like, at fault for a lot of it because I didn't feel – I felt like I should be able to fix them, help them. Um, so it really broke me that these people were hurting and there was nothing I could do. So I kind of fell into, um, a lot of like depression and just feeling like inadequate, um, and 
it was it was a definitely a dark time. Um, and there were moments where the Lord reminded me of like His love and who He was and who I was in Him. Um, but it was all confusing, so I was trapped in this like in this like bubble of my own mind of like depression and emptiness. Well, it's interesting too because I think of late, you know, in a lot of our prayer gatherings, one of the common threads I'm starting to mm-hmm. see more and more is depression and early teens, right? Yeah. Middle school. Um, now, how did you, you know, pull out of that, that funk of, of depression? It was a long time. Um, I didn't tell anybody. So nobody really knew what was going on. None of my friends, none of my family, my church didn't. But um, it was kind of in high school, I started learning more. And it was like little, it was like one step at a time. Um, but the big thing that happened where God really was like, this isn't like, we need to work on this was at the end of my ninth grade year, I had made a whole plan. Like I didn't want to be alive. Like I was in like a really dark place and I was at the same camp that I talked about in fifth grade and God, I, um, like just broke down, it broke down into tears. Um, and these people I didn't know were praying over me and just like loving me. And I really felt like God was showing me in that moment that if these people who didn't know me loved me this much, how much more did the creator of the universe who made me love me for who I am? Um, and also just kind of learning to be thankful for like the life that the Lord has given me. Um, that whole week, the theme was being thankful. And so that really was like the big moment. Um, but after that, it was still hard. But it was like a constant every day reminding myself of like the truths of God's um, like faithfulness and love and like sovereignty, like the control he has over. Because I was fighting for that control yeah. for myself. And it's interesting too, one, one of the things I have just seen time and time again in the Christian life is that every time someone shares their struggle mm-hmm. with others, right? whatever struggle that is, and the body of Christ responds in the spirit, as, as it happened mm-hmm. in this camp for you, uh, we get a glimpse of God's love for us, right? Mm-hmm. So when the church functions like the hands and feet of Christ and, and loves people in, in their worst times, in those moments, we get a glimpse of the, just a glimpse, right? Of yeah. how, how much the Savior loves us. Well, that, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, well, how did you come to Park Baptist Church? I had a lot of friends that came to Park, and I originally came to Park and my freshman year a few times, um, but decided I wanted to keep church hopping, and so I found another church. But I just remembered the deep like theology and how much I learned those past few Sundays. So when I came back the next summer, um, from the next summer, I decided that Park was where I wanted to go. Well, you have been an absolute gem for Park Baptist <laughs> Church. You know, one of the things that I have consistently been encouraged about uh, by you is how many people come to Park because you simply invite them, right? I mean, whether it's uh, people that you work with or people in, you know, lots of different types of people, you just meet and you say, hey, you should come to my church. And then they come and I ask them, well, how'd you come to Park? Well, Addie invited me. <laughs> Addie invited me. So uh, praise God for your work there. Now, uh, you uh, I've been faithfully doing ministry uh, here at Park. Um, in, our, in our college ministry. T- tell us a little bit about our college ministry here. What, what, what does our college ministry do, lead team, any of that kind of stuff? 
Um, we really just try to love the college students well and connect them with the rest of the body. So we want the people who come in to know that there's somebody that cares about them and wants to get to know them. Um, and also just helping them to connect because uh, it's easy for college students to just be college students. So we really want them to know that they are um, a Christian first and like a member at the church or like go to the church so they can get to know the families and the senior saints yeah. um, and just be connected. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your summer, this past summer. You, um, you know, were a little bit apprehensive of going overseas, mm -hmm. uh, but where'd you go? I spent the summer in an indigenous village in uh, the mountains of Peru. Now, before you went, did you know any Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you had, had you ever been in an overseas mission trip? I had not been overseas at all. Okay. And um, tell us a little about that experience. It was life-changing. Um, I was serving with three other girls from South Carolina, and we were serving with two missionaries in the village. And so we helped people in their fields. Um just like harvesting their potatoes and just they use Bible storing because it was an oral culture so they didn't really read and so we learned Bible stories that we crafted from scripture and shared them with people and talked um, got to talk about God through that. So after going there this summer what do you feel like the Lord's doing in your life through that experience? I feel like the my life has kind of done a 180. I um, there's so much on a personal level, I struggle with really bad anxiety, even after, like, um, kind of getting out of the, the Lord saving you from depression. And God really showed me how big he was and how I don't need to fear man and feel, fear all of these things. Like, the only thing to fear is the Lord. Um, and then just kind of like in a bigger picture, just seeing how God cares for um, people in other cultures differently is so cool. Um, and it also just gave me a heart for the people who don't have the opportunity to hear the gospel, um, and who can't read the gospel. They have to hear it. You can't just send them a book, um, and just for the unreached people groups. Uh, so you uh, have a desire now to possibly go overseas, uh, vocationally as a, as a missionary? At least for a little while. I don't know what the Lord's calling me to do for the rest of my life, but I definitely feel called at least for a season overseas. Amen. Uh, now I know you, you know, Lord willing, will maybe serve with the International Mission Board mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a journeyman, right? Um, somewhere in the world. Somewhere, know, in the world. <laughs> somewhere in the world. Uh, this summer you have another mission uh, opportunity uh, coming up. Where, where are you going this summer? We're going to East Asia. Um, okay. And with Wit and Jamie and a couple of us, and we're partnering with the church in Charlotte, and we're going to go serve um, with the church plant. Yeah, so serve at a church plant, work with university students, mm -hmm. uh, which is what you do here, right? Yeah. And, you know, hopefully English will, people will be able to speak English <laughs> around there. Yes. Uh, well, you've been part of the body for uh, several years now. Just tell me about your experience uh, being a member here at Park. What is, how has God used the, uh, this church uh, to encourage your walk in faith? The people here just genuinely love so well. Um, like, one of my first weeks here, like, Heather Porter invited me over to like or to hang out and so like, people just always just like genuinely care um and I think like the people here hold me accountable to like grow so people will ask me like what am I reading in my bible and so that's like very convicting if like I haven't read my bible it like holds me accountable 
Um, and I don't know. I feel like the people here are like definitely like what makes Park Park because they love God first. And yeah, and I think you, know, you, you mentioned this a little bit about your um, uh, what you wanted for college students, right? You mm-hmm. are a college student. What year are you? I'm a junior and a half. Okay, junior and a half, right? So second semester uh, junior. Uh, so you're. Um, you view yourself as a Christian and a member of the church before even a college student. Mm-hmm. So your relationships here at Park are not only around college students. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you, maybe you do a, a wonderful job of this. Uh, what are some ways that you have just, just tried to build relationships with people who are maybe older than you, maybe in a maybe way older than you? <laughs> just uh, just uh, maybe give us some examples there. I really love to write people letters, and so I like to go through the um what's it called the directory and like write people in the church letters and just like encourage them um or mention things like they've brought up in like Wednesday nights and just um love them that's helped me to build connections with people well maybe tell tell us a little about those connections I mean it seems like a very simple thing where you open the directory you write a note right the note may may be you know five to ten minutes you know, of course you're you're writing something specific about that person and maybe that you know about them and you've witnessed in, about them in, in life of the congregation maybe give us one example of how a relationship was developed with that um there was somebody i'd written a letter to like even before i became a member at park and they came up to me like kind of in tears and they were talking about how their husband had passed away recently and how it was really hard and um how it meant to them how much it meant to them. And so we were able to kind of like um, bond over that. And then um, I think there's been a couple people, people just are always like blown away by yeah. a letter. And it's so simple to do. It's so easy to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing I just want to encourage anyone listening, uh, especially you college students, is that one of the things that often can happen in the life of a church is that there can be an old young divide, right? Mm-hmm. Where the church is going after the younger and, and the older is forgotten or, it's only about the older and people don't care about the young. One thing I love about a note, all right, especially to a senior saint, is when a young person writes a note to the senior saint, what the senior saint realizes is I'm not forgotten, I'm loved, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they want to be more involved in the life of the church. And then there's this this synergy, this unity that, that's developed when when people really care for, for each other. And of course, that's Hebrews 10, right? Consider how we can love one another to, to stir them up to love and good works, which obviously mm-hmm. a note is wonderful to do. Uh, well, anything else that you've, if you, that you've been encouraged by in terms of your time here at Park? I feel like I could write a whole book on it. Um, I'm trying to think. There are lots of things. Um, I am always encouraged when I hear about how people have brought other people into their homes and, like, getting to share meals with people. Um, and I don't know. The people are just, like, so so generous too like somebody bought me a mattress once because i didn't have a mattress um so it's like the small things like meeting physical needs and like emotional needs um and also like people just always are so excited about the lord and always um just reminding each other of christ's love amen well is there anything specific we could be praying for you about um definitely like stuff with this summer um, I'm really excited, but prayers for, um, just discernment in that and like what, um, is in the future with missions and also my family for sure. Could use some prayer. 
Amen. Well, let's do that now. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Addie and, and what she means to the life of this body. We thank you for her, her faithfulness, her consistency, just her joy in serving others. Father, we pray that the, the things that she does, whether that's a note or an invite, God, you continue to give her favor. I'm just so thankful for her. God, we pray that you would have your hand on her as she prepares for the summer, that you would meet all her financial needs, that you would meet um, all the other needs that she has, Father. I do pray specifically for her family, Lord, that you would encourage them in the gospel, that you would remind uh, them of the hope that we have in Christ. Lord, I pray that you would even use Addie uh, to do so. So, Father, we love you, and we are so grateful for uh, your working in our life and uh, how you unite us uh, to be one body through Christ. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name.